Welcome back to the Unnamed Adventures podcast. For episode two, we're going to discuss the logistics of thru-hiking the Appalachian Trail. These topics will include food, hygiene, sleeping, and gear. In addition, we're going to talk about hiking with our dog, Sammy, what trail magic is, and what our budget will look like while we're on the trail. So we invite you to join us. Let's jump right into it, and let's talk about food. Food is a huge part of a thru-hike, and we actually did a lot of research to figure out what type of food, what our nutrition balance needed to be, how many calories did we need to have per day, um, and with that we started with doing some research of, you know, if you actually wanted to lose some weight and to get into shape on the thru-hike, not just maintain, how many calories do you need uh, to have muscle recovery, quality energy throughout your thru-hike while still, you know, losing uh, losing a healthy amount of weight and so what we've did is we're actually doing uh, right around 2,000 calories a day per person uh, for Jake and I Sammy of course is just sticking with his like dog diet he has a high calorie food that we'll talk about later but for us we have 140 days worth of food we do anticipate our through hike will take us at least 169 days and we didn't want to have like every single day set for food we want to be able to have some variety in there and not have a ton extra or like leftover when we're done so we do have 140 days pre-packaged and each is a little bit different we have some dehydrated meals um, and what we actually decided to do since they're really bulky we wanted to have like one dehydrated meal per day for each that we share in our in our packs that we made again because it's so bulky it just would take up so much room in your pack and they're actually not super calorie dense of most of the ones that we got uh, that we had um we have some that are but in general we're like wow these are like 300 calories that's not really worth carrying that huge bulk around so and that was really something that really surprised me just looking at you know i figured these meals that you can go on packed on the go that are easy pre-made that they're going to be actually relatively good for you for for hiking um they're good for the weekend getaways quick easy but for a through hike it really isn't sustainable for the nutrition that we really want well yeah and the thing that i was after again delving in more seeing the different varieties of the meals the highest nutritional value in calories was beans and rice and i'm like well i don't want to spend eight dollars <laughs> on beans and rice so that's where we're trying to get creative so what we ended up doing was for our breakfasts we have uh, about 500 to 600 calorie oatmeal meal that has oatmeal in it granola powdered peanut butter it's kind of the variety that's in there we have different types of oatmeal some's flavored some's plain so we did different varieties we added extra spices uh, but a good high calorie high protein meal uh, to start your day and then we have some snacks uh, trail mix mutts uh, um, jelly beans or not jelly beans mutts gummies because yep, the those are snacks. like <laughs> the best so those are pretty much like a staple throughout the whole through hike and then different granola bars those are again to break up that monotony and then we also did pretty much every day is a protein powder that's 625 calories and that is you know it's amazing after initially when we started doing this to get the 2000 calories the food bags were ridiculously heavy and i'm like 
this is, I mean, we have to go like for six days and carry all this food. It's going to be like 40 pounds of food. So that's where we're like, what can we get that's going to give us high calories that doesn't weigh very much? Thus, the protein powder mix. And so, like I mentioned, for lunch, we'll do the high calorie protein powder. And then we have, um, you know, the sim- similar snack, you know, in, in the afternoon, you know, whether it's a gorilla bar, trail mix, whatever. And then for dinner, you know, that's where we would do with a share of that dehydrated meal just to change up and get more flavor and and whatnot and then we have some other supplement you know of calories with that other than that we have like ramen and we did powder powder peanut butter to do like a um, kind of like a pad thai type meal that you can make with it yeah shout out to our friend tim for giving us that idea so we totally stole it and then we added spices, and then we've also had some, uh, there's a lot of ramen. We did different flavors and then different combinations that added with it. Beans, uh, we did different vegetables, different seasoning, and then... Freeze-dried beef. Um. Yeah, we're pretty actually proud of ourselves for our, our inventions of these meals. Now, to be fair, we've not tasted them yet, so I'll be, we'll definitely give you a follow-up of... Either, yes, this is a winner for the meal, or I wouldn't suggest this. I had that happen to me <laughs> once when we were at Theodore Roosevelt backpacking, and I made this meal and kind of winged it, and it wasn't my favorite. So we did a more research on making these to try to make them flavorful and, and nutrition, nutritious as well. Uh, we also did get some different multivitamins and have those kind of packed in three-day packs, so we're able to get our multivitamins. Uh, also have an extra... Uh, electrolyte pill that we'll be taking as well uh, just to help replenish our body uh, with some of those uh, crucial vitamins and nutrients. Well, and we actually bought an extra uh, thing of the electrolytes because uh, based on what the bottle said that depending on if you're doing a lot of physical activity or if it's really hot out, you actually want to take more than just one. So we have that as an option as well. So again, we'll kind of see how our body feels. The biggest thing that we've read and learned from you know all these different people that we've been listening to is that you really do need to listen to your body and um, there's something called hiker hunger which I think we kind of talked about this a little bit in our first episode but essentially like our first week we're not really going to be hungry to the level that our body really needs to replenish itself to continue to maintain the mileage that we want to be doing so you really just have to kind of force yourself to eat so we'll you know we're kind of planning on that um, another reason why we didn't do a ridiculous amount of calories is because you know we'll want we do want to you know lose weight but also we're not going to be able to eat that much like so we figure 2000 will be a good way to start and then with our body burning it you know we should be good and then really by the time we're what a thousand miles into it or 1500 we should be at the weight we would be our natural body weight and then we actually then may need to go up to like three or four thousand calories a day because your one will be doing higher calories, but also our body won't have all that extra fat to burn. So that'll be um, kind of an interesting experience as well to see how our body reacts to what it does need uh, to maintain the levels of what we're doing. Now, speaking about mileage with our dog, we have limited our mileage to match how our dog is. And we're going to talk about that in, in the dog section, but um, just that is a huge part of this because we didn't want to injure our dog or have him not have a good time. Yeah, and uh, on that, you know, he's on his nutrition side of things, uh, we were able to locate a high-calorie dog food for him. Um, so it's really essentially one cup is 535 calories 
versus an ad- average dog food is about 300 uh, about 300 just a little bit under 300 um and so he we're we slowly con- <clears throat> excuse me slowly converted him over to that right now and he absolutely loves it uh, he's actually putting out a little bit of weight but uh maybe a, a pound but uh nothing for too him serious. that's not <laughs> yeah for, for being 38 pounds you know it's, it's not too bad but i mean the dog has so much energy so I, I honestly think he'll be doing fine it's just making sure that his paws are all good yeah and, and actually the the food just in case you guys were interested to know what type of food we're using it is a it's called bully max and it's designed for bulldogs it's a very high protein high calorie food and like i said we think this is going to be a good option for him to get the um, the calories he needs. We also will be giving him coconut oil and then we do have like dog treats as well. So he'll be set, you know, set to go in that regard. Um, I did want to talk just a little bit about what sort of cooking system that we're doing. One of the things I hate doing on the trail is cleaning up. Now, to be fair, I don't actually like doing dishes at home, but I'd rather do dishes than cook. That's why Jake <laughs> cooks for us at home and I do the dishes. But on the trail, it's so much harder and, um, they You're just, tired at the end of the day. You don't want to have to clean They just want a simple cleanup and, and just be able to plug and go. Yeah. So we thought about a lot of how we want to use uh, or like what system we want to use. How do we want to clean this, you know, especially for this many months? Like what are we going to do? So we went with our tried and true jet boil. We love this jet boil. I got it on sale at the REI garage sale. It was like one of my first pieces of gear when I got into backpacking. The thing still works. I love it so much. And it's so so easy and so and the other thing is i love the little um gas propane thing you can actually fit inside of the can in the jet boil so your whole system is right in there you don't have stuff flopping around which i really like but all you do is you boil your water it literally takes a minute and then you if it's a dehydrated meal you just put it in there and let it and let it sit for however many minutes it says on the pack well we actually ended up doing since we made um well, we, we made some of our own, like, jerky, Jake did, and we bought these special, uh, what are they, pre-sealed sealer, the yeah, sealer the sealer bags. bags. The yeah. food saver bags. The food saver bags. But we made sure to get the ones that you could put boiling water into. So what we actually ended up doing, we have this little insulated baggie that our, also our friend Tim made for us, and we just keep on stealing all sorts of ideas from him, but he's a smart guy. Uh, so anyway, he we have these little sleeves that he made us that actually keep your meals hot when you're uh, enjoying them. So we're gonna put the that uh, saver seal bag in there, and then you put your boiling water and that food in there, and so then you just can let it sit and cook. We'll actually rinse that out and reuse those. Um, and then I figure if that doesn't work, it should work in theory. It should work. If it doesn't work, we'll just work. use a dehydrated bag or the, the, the dehydrated meal bags and just save, you know, reuse that. So either way we have a plan, but, um, we didn't want to have to bring an other utensil. Like we didn't want to bring a pot, you know, so, and we didn't want to cook it in our jet boil either. Cause then the residue and, and again, cleaning it, we didn't want to scratch it or anything like that. So that's, that's our cooking system that we chose to use. And that actually then correlates into the water filter system that we chose to use. Sawyer um, is the brand of choice that we do use for our water filtration systems because it's so easy. We have about four different styles. 
Um, for this trip, I chose the mini water filter um, because I have my Nalgene bottle that I will have with a little metal shaker ball in it for my protein shakes. And so I wanted to be able to not have to have too much going on. I want to fill my water bladder, squeeze it out of my filter, like, and be done with it. I didn't want to have to worry about, um, like a camelback or anything like that, which when I actually do shorter, um, backpacking trips, I do prefer my camelback, but there's so much water on the Appalachian trail that you don't really have to carry a ridiculous amount of water, which is a huge perk. So I have my Sawyer mini water filter that I will actually just squeeze out. I have, um, I think it's a half liter bottle that kind of, it's not a bottle. It's a squeezy bladder that I can squeeze out that water into my Nalgene. And then I will also have a smart water bottle. So I'll have essentially about two liters that I want to bring that I just have with me based on the research we did. You don't actually need that much water, but pretty much where we've been backpacking in the past, like you need water. So I think it's hard to be like only have one liter. So maybe over time we'll get out of that. But, um, I just have a hard time not having at least two liters. Yeah. And, uh, for my bottle, my system, I'm, I'm going to be using the micro squeeze water filter by Sawyer. Um, and I'm actually going to be using a bladder. Um, it's just one of those things that I like to try to stay hydrated as possible and just using the tube, being able to suck out of it super easy. Um, but one thing is to refill the bladder when you got your bag packed full, complete pain. Um, you got to pretty much unpack your bag just to get the, the full bladder dip back in. Uh, so actually just going to be kind of reverse pushing the water back in through the tubing, just taking out the mouthpiece. Super easy to do. And you're doing the inline, right? Um, well, it's going to be kind of inline, but I'm going to keep my, my camel back clean by pushing the water back in through the mouthpiece. So just essentially taking off the mouthpiece, putting the filter on there, squeezing it back into, into the camel back. So I don't have to take that out um, every time. Well, and the cool thing about this is this is different than what we've done in the past because again, we've never had so much access to water. So each system that's out there for different types of um, water filter systems, like that UV pen, I've never, though I hear great things and it's amazing, I've never been brave enough to like try it. Um, in the past, I've always used, um, I have an MSR like hand pump filter that I've used, but there's pros and cons with that. There's, there's pros and cons with every system. So the nice thing is what we're using on this trip is different than what we've done in the past. And it's really nice. They also have a gallon gravity filter that we thought about bringing to have in camp for refilling water. So we're still debating if we're actually going to bring that or not and actually just keep it empty except when we're in camp just for like cooking and things like that. So we're still on the fence about that, but um, it would definitely be a luxury item. And not that it's even that heavy, but it's more of, do we want to have that room space taken up in our bag? And it's really just about finding the water filter filtration system that, that works best for you. Um, and, you know, this is kind of ours for this, this trip. And uh, we think it'll work really good. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. So the next thing we wanted to talk about was hygiene. We get a lot of questions about hygiene. And um, my sister is so funny. I love, I love my sister, Katie. Shout out to Katie. Uh, she's like, well, what are you going to do um, for like your, your hair and your legs? Are you just going to like let it grow wild? 
And I'm like, no, I can't. I can't do it. It's funny. I've never liked the feel of my hair being long. So I have bought uh, and purchased disposable shavers, uh, one of my luxury items, but they're super lightweight, so it doesn't really matter. I think you get a few shaves out of them. But I have um, Jake's mom is our resupply person. And so we have made like little like kits of here's all the toothpaste. Here's all the razor blades. Here's all the baby wipes. You know, the different things that she can just grab and say, okay, hey, we're low on this. We need this. And then it's very easy for her to just throw that in our resupply box for us. And so I do like I can't handle going wild and free with the hair department. Um, I'm definitely going to let the beard grow <laughs> as big and bushy as I can. I, I think that the neck neck beard will probably be the first uh, thing to really bug me. But uh, after a couple weeks, it shouldn't be too bad on that. Yeah, one of the things we decided um, to do right away, we did nix the weight of the deodorant. It is extremely difficult to find deodorant that wouldn't melt um, when it's really hot out. And then the gel deodorant, we couldn't find any that they make in the travel size. So then it's like, well, is it even worth the weight? So we decided to do baby wipes. So Jake has his dude wipes and I have my little like generic whatever baby wipes. I think we had a variety of packs from other trips and then I think we bought like a big pack. So I have my body ones and then I have a one per day and then I have my face wipes, my Neutrogena face wipes. I think I actually got the cheap Equate brand, but either way, same thing. It's for like sensitive skin, but that's the thing is that my skin does get really sensitive and especially if it's, um, if I don't take good care of it, it, it does get really irritated. And I did bring lotion because like the little like dollar lotion went to the dollar store and got stuff which shout out to the dollar store i could not believe the selection of stuff they had and we got toothpaste we got toothbrushes deodorant i mean we got what well, you didn't get deodorant but we looked at the deodorant and that's why i saw that we didn't have we tried like three different stores there was no gel mini deodorants but Anyway, I couldn't believe the selection. And then we also bring hand sanitizer. One of the other diseases that, um, besides Lyme disease, that is extremely prevalent over on the East Coast, the other one is, uh, did we ever find out the name of that other one? It was some disease related to, essentially, you have like poo on your hands and it's not clean enough and you get it in your food and water and stuff and that you get really sick from it. So we, um, with you know the wipes, hand sanitizer, things like that, we'll hopefully not have to worry about that sickness. Yeah, and another thing on the wipe kind of side of things, um, I'm personally using dude wipes. I've used them for a while. Um, <laughs> they're absolutely awesome for the quick quick shower. Very uh, manly. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I think I just buy it because of the name, honestly. Um, but also Norax rags. Uh, so it's essentially a, a cleaning rag that you don't need any chemicals on. has silver fibers uh, woven into it. And so that kind of collects the different uh, dirt particles on there. And to clean it, all you do is boil it in water. Um, so it's pretty crazy. We use them at home, and we got a couple of the body rags. And so definitely going to be utilizing that. Well, when you, you heat it up in the hot water, you can actually see the dirt releasing out of the rag. It's the grossest and coolest thing. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> and then when it's clean, you can smell the silver on the rag. That's how you know it's clean. Yeah, which is awesome. You know, so that's just kind of another added benefit for uh, in a super lightweight. You know, we can use it for a drying rag as well um, or really whatever we really need to. Mm -hmm. So we talked about water. There's so much water on the trail. You know, if it's hot, 
want to rinse our hair, you know, we can do that on the trail. We actually are not bringing biodegradable soap on the trail. Um, when I first started using biodegradable soap, I actually didn't know that you don't use it in the water. You actually take some water, you go like however many yards from the water source and you do your water there with the biodegradable soap and it biodegrades on the soil. You don't want to do it in the water because it actually pollutes the water. And so that being said, I'm like, oh, my hair is really long. It's so much work. And so I brought, uh, I have a hat. I have a, like a headband that like a sweat headband. And then, um, you know, I can just like rinse my water or rinse my hair in the stream or whatever if I need to, or just suck it up and wait until town. I just didn't want to have to worry about the biodegradable soap and have, then I got to bring a separate pan and worry about my pan contaminating with my food. So I just didn't even want to deal with it. But the fact that there is water makes it nice because you can, again, wash your hands more. You can just stay, try to stay a little bit more um, hygienic easier. And then showers in town. That's a great thing. Uh, we expect our, our, uh, our days range from every four days to being in town to every six days. It really is quite the variety. It just depends on, well, obviously how far away the towns are. But we are planning on a couple different things. With the showers in town, we either, we have budgeted for a motel um, maybe once a month we may be able to stay at a hotel, you know, once a month as well in addition, or excuse me, a, ho a hostel in addition to a hotel. But we really didn't budget a lot for that because with bringing a dog, a lot of these places don't allow dogs. So, or they do, but it's really expensive. And yeah, just, just the sheer logistics of planning with a dog, you know, throws a whole other wrench into it. Not just, just alone for ourselves, but, you know, including the dog, you know, like, how we're getting them from point A to point B, and you know, even if we get a get a hitchhike, you know, to get into town or something like that, you know, with a dog, that's really going to kind of limit that, uh, or they'll feel bad for him because he's cute as a little button. Yeah. So with Sammy, we just figured, you know what? We let's just be a self-sustaining team. We don't need to sleep in a bed. You know, the shower that is a need, but a lot of these places, you can actually just. Um, pay for a shower like at the hostels you can pay for a shower and a meal and not actually have to stay there and we're hoping um, we've done a little bit of research on this not all hostels do it but we'd love the opportunity that we can do like a work exchange sort of thing and so we're the the hostels that we're hoping to do that with to see if we can and hey if it's dire and we need to stay we'll pay for it we do have the funding to do that there's something about the experience of actually staying longer at a place working a few hours you know meeting some of the people the owners and and really experiencing that and so we're, we're planning on doing some of that but the showers are part of the whole thing of of, of staying clean and, and feeling good and kind of getting that rejuvenation. So I'm actually going to do, once I've had at least a full month, month and a half on the trail, a episode dedicated to women's hygiene on the trail. I've done a lot of research from other people who've done through hikes and I've implemented my strategy. So I will let you know how my strategy went and what I could tweak, uh, what you know would be even better and we'll go from there now we're going to transition into gear both amy and i are gear junkies 
for sure. <laughs> oh my gosh, we love looking at gear, going into gear stores, seeing what the newest and best is, how it's different from what we have currently. Checking so we... checking out other people's gear, you know, oh, and see, yeah. you know, seeing what their system is, and you know, see how we can modify ours based off of what their feedback was. We uh, whenever we're out backpacking or hiking, I always see people having different things, and I'll be like, oh. Is that the rough war pack you have there? Oh, is that that rain jacket? Like I go, I always want to see, well, you know, what do they have? Do they like it? Would they get the same thing again? No matter if it's for the dogs or their own gear. So it's fun to, to be able to have some fun gear that we really like for this through hike. And that's kind of what we want to share next is some of our favorite pieces we're bringing and why we've chosen to bring them. Cause that's one thing on a through hike is every piece you bring has to be very intentional and if it's multi-purpose, that's even better. And so that's why some of the things, well, like 90% of the stuff we bought, brought has more than one purpose. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we didn't buy a whole lot of new stuff. Uh, we used a lot of the stuff that we currently had because we know it works. Um, we absolutely love what we have. Uh, but for some of my things that I absolutely love and, you know, am going to be bringing, I don't know if I'm going to love the weight of, uh, my, my power charger, but uh, the technology side of things is huge for me. Um, and if we want to be able to have this podcast go on and kind of share our stories with it, we, I it's have to, ha- it's a necessity. Um, so having a power bank, uh, we got the anchor uh, power core to 20,000 milliamp uh, power bank. So that's going to be able to recharge our phones multiple times. And that's actually how we're doing the podcast right now. We got two different microphones hooked up. So the sound quality could be changing up a little bit uh, depending on the wind elements, uh, people around us. So we'll have, we'll have a lot more natural background noise. <laughs> but with the charging, we did find some nice wall chargers that are going to be able to charge our power bank a lot quicker. Um, and that was one of the reasons why I chose the one that we did. A little bit heavier, probably more horsepower than we needed, but we can recharge it within four to five hours uh, so which re- seems like a lot but not when you look at what the alternatives are and really with what we're going to be doing in town you know whether we're going to be at either a motel a hostel or like a coffee shop or something you could easily spend four hours you know okay i'm going to stay here and stay with this you go do the laundry or you'll be you're going to be in town for that long anyway so it's not now if it was eight hours which some of the chargers were Oh yeah, eight for hours. Sure. That's a long time. Yeah, I mean that's going to be you know a good part of a day, you know, and you know we're not going to be able to put the miles on or anything like that. Uh, so really, technology—that's a huge thing uh, for me and for us to be able to to be able to continue on with this, but also you know listening to other podcasts, music, and stuff like that on the trail. Um, those are, those are one of the things that I like to kind of get in the zone with. Yeah, and on the realm of technology, I my luxury item is my Olympus tough tg5 uh, point and shoot camera it's waterproof drop proof shatterproof the thing's awesome and it has awesome macro settings as well as do uh, you like just your general uh, image zoom uh, which i really really love and then i did uh actually i got it for christmas so it was on my wish list uh the long lens and i feel like i do i've done photography since college and i really love it it's one of my passions and I knew I would regret not bringing the long lens, even though it is ridiculously heavy for a little point and shoot. It fits in the palm of your hand and it is really, really heavy, but I know I'll, I'll regret it if I don't, because I do want to have, um, of all of our 
you know some of the really beautiful views that we see is actually do like some sort of like coffee table book maybe a calendar something like that that when we're done i wanted to have really high quality images to be able to provide for that yeah so um you know on the technology side those are kind of both of our uh, kind of go-to items to be able to get us up and rolling um but you know while we're doing the podcast more than likely we're going to be in the tent laying down relaxing and my for my my mat i'm going to be using a thermarest xl i've had this baby for 10 years um i'm using straps off of an old sleeping pad because the first night i was out i was laying flat on the ground cut off the straps using that to be able to wrap it in found a old compression sack wrapping that in there was able to fit it into my bag but this thing is is absolutely awesome to be able to lay on. Um, it's very luxurious for a thermarest. <laughs> oh, for sure. They, they definitely make them a lot lighter, nicer. But this is one of my tried and true. Um, probably 500 miles down down the road, I'll be like, honey, um, can I get a new mat? <laughs> <laughs> just, just so we're able to, uh, you know, a little bit lighter, you know, to cut yeah. on the pounds. Yeah, um, and I have... Um, a Thermarest as well. I actually got it also at an REI garage sale. It was my first uh, backpacking gear I bought my, for myself, and that was after college and when I lived in Minneapolis. And I, I you know what? It's, it still works great. It is a medium R value. I don't remember the exact number. It's not on the the it's not on the label anymore. I tried looking, um, but it is, it does have, I think it's like a medium weight, our value. But the thing I love is the, the sleeping bag I have, it's a Thermara sleeping bag and it's a zero degree bag and it's a woman's bag. And the features that I love on it is there's like this little foot pocket because my feet always get cold. So there's this extra down area in the feet that you can tuck your little feet into and keep your, you warm, which I love. And then they have these straps, these kind of elastic straps on the back side of the sleeping bag so you can connect uh, your sleeping pad to it. So it's awesome because I totally move around at night and it's really annoying when you're constantly falling off your mat. So this actually keeps your mat connected to you, which is fantastic. Yeah, and for, for my uh, sleeping bag, actually Splurge got a new synthetic bag, uh, Mountain Hardware 20-degree bag. Um, the funny thing is when the package came in, uh, Amy <laughs> eagerly w- opened up the package, and there was a nice long slit um, down the side of the bag. Instead of returning it and um, <laughs> or anything like that, I just got some gear aid tape, fixed it up, um, Works. And it's holding. Yeah, it's holding perfect. You know, it's doing exactly what it should be. So I uh, haven't really tested that out. I'm a super hot sleeper. I think it's probably gonna be a little warm, um, but for starting out, I think and we'll for be. For winter. I, I think we'll be perfectly fine for winter. Um, Something with Jake's bag that I've had my down zero degree bag for probably four years now, and the thing I didn't fully think through when I got it was that synthetic if it gets wet it's still warm it keeps its insulating properties where down does not and so that i am concerned about that on this trip but i couldn't bring myself to buy a new sleeping bag when there's nothing wrong with this one so what did i do i have a really big garbage bag i'm bringing (laughs) i figure if it does either there's a really bad storm or something happens i can actually just 
put the sleeping bag um, inside the garbage bag and pull it up. It should go up probably, um, you know, mid waist up to my chest. It's like these really big ones. Um, but also I'll actually have that wrapped my sleeping bag in that, in my pack. So I don't have to worry about my down getting wet, but again, kind of a pain in the butt. So next time I get a new bag, when this one kicks the bucket, which it probably never will, but either way, when it finally does, I will buy a synthetic bag. Yeah, so, so more than likely when it's wet out and Sammy's cold, shivering, he's going to end up climbing in my bag. Um, he's with, a snuggle bear. Yeah, so right, right now he's in between my legs and just kind of, you might hear a <laughs> snore or two out of him, so, which is kind of uh, fun. Yeah, I did want to talk about, the other thing I want to talk about of what I'm bringing is my boots. I have really high arches and I have just a little bit of a wide foot. So I have found that the Keen hiking boots are like my go-to. I have the Voyagers, which are the the new style, which is now the old style of the ones I started with like, like eight years ago. And every time I call REI and I'm like, hey, this is the style I have. What's the new version of this? Because it fits me so well. I've never once had a blister. So knock on wood, like it's a huge thing because that's a huge issue for a lot of people. I know it also is that like I have good socks that go with with my shoes. But on this through hike, we anticipate we'll probably need about three pairs of boots. Well, I'm do I'm doing boots. I think because I have the high arches, I need that support where and I want the boot where Jake most likely will use like a sandal or something like that. Yeah, I'm honestly torn right now uh, for the couple different options. It's kind of the ongoing thing, but we're coming down to the wire now, so I got to crap or get off the pot and f- <laughs> f- figure out uh, what direction I want to go to. I think, but at some point in time, I do want to uh, do some sandals because I absolutely love them. I think my the treads of my old ones are Warm. pretty well worn down and, and kind of lost their... Uh, Lost their cushion, that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah, and Jake loves hiking in sandals. I don't. My feet, I end up getting rub spots, like, where the skin comes off because it's so moist for so long. So I actually just do my boots and I'm good to go. I probably will get, like, an ankle, like, a low ankle boot versus the mid mid ankle. I don't know. It's a little bit of a higher boot that I have now, the Voyagers are, which I love, but they are kind of hot. So... I will try to do that. I actually just posted on one of the forums the other day, actually last weekend when we were looking at boots, and I have some good options to to try out. So I most likely we'll have a lighter weight as well. Yeah, and uh, so kind of jumping into Sammy's gear, um, you know, he, he's a, he could be a spokesperson for uh, rough wear, <laughs> literally from his pack to the rain jacket to the, to his booties. And uh, they all match. Oh, thanks they, to Jake. Oh yeah, they have to match. You can't have you know miscolored. So he's gonna be rocking the red pack and uh, and the booties. So if if you do see him out there, he loves treats, pets, and, and he cuddles. will lick your face. Oh, he'll lick your face. You you don't even have to bend down to him. He'll jump right up to you. Um, which we're working on <laughs> oh, oh yeah yeah for sure it, which we're working on and that's one of the things is um you know he will be leashed probably most of the time and, you know if there's no people around we will have his dog collar uh, a shot collar um on him so he is trained that way so he listens like a little little angel when he does have that on him um for him to be able to free roam we did a lot of research on that we started him off with a, a traditional uh you know, old school from old, like when I was in like middle school 
yeah, shot collar. Yeah, a hunting dog shot collar. Um, you know, thing was, you know, dragging his neck down, <laughs> down a little bit. Uh, but I found one that, you know, the controller lasts for about a month. The 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 shocking and the I don't know whatever. Well, it has three settings, which is nice. We've actually only had to shock him, I think, twice, and like actually like shock. There's three settings. It's a beep, a vibrate, and then a shock. And so now you beep it, and he's like, "What? What happened? I, I didn't do it." You know, so which is really nice because then you don't have to you know feel bad about you know shocking him. But unfortunately, with the type of dog that he is, and we don't know if because he was a rescue. Who knows what happened to him before, you know, we had him because you know, we got him when he was six months old. Um, he just didn't respond to anything. He wasn't phased. You could smack him on the butt. You could bite his ear. You could do all the stuff that the trainer suggests and nothing worked until we did the shot collar. Now he's a little angel and there's just a couple things that we still have to work on him. One, one is the, the jumping. He, he just gets so excited uh, too. He's <laughs> so happy. He is the happiest dog he smiles and he's just like he's just and when he has the ball he the world is his oyster <laughs> he's so funny yeah and, and really with sammy he's gonna kind of dictate our pace for mileage um you know and that that really kind of you know checking at his paws and seeing what they look like seeing how they wear um on his pads you know and how often we have to use the booties you know there's really a utilize whole system. The, yeah, utilize the paw, the paw wax on there as well. Yeah, so there's a whole system of how you take care of your animal. And we, uh, our dog Pippi, the lab, who isn't coming with us, she's four and a half, and she's been backpacking since she was little. She even had her little, like, when she was a puppy, she had her little puppy pack, which didn't have anything in it, but, like, she still had her little puppy pack. So we learned a lot of this, like, through training her. And what we found that worked really well is uh, Musher's Wax is awesome. Um, Jake's mom and dad actually got us more of, like, an organic, you know, quote-unquote green paw wax that actually works even better because it stays on there better it's thicker and they don't lick it which i really like because they seem to lick the mushers wax and so we have like three tubes of that they're canisters that we'll be bringing for sammy and we really do like you check his paws like every time uh, you stop and you see if he's lifting his paws or and it's not just to check for where or you know thistles or whatever but there's going to be a lot of ticks out where we're going so we want to check for ticks really all over his body luckily a short hair so that's really good but yeah i mean when, when we first got him uh, he was living on a farm and the sheer amount of ticks that we pulled off of him you know unbelievable after doing a flea and tick wash on him as well um it was absolutely unreal and yeah not not a huge fan of ticks so we definitely take a lot of preventative uh, action against those those little critters. Yeah, we have Frontline. We actually bought Frontline last season. So we have five months worth of Frontline. So we're like, well, we're going to use up the Frontline before we go to... They have these now the pill things that they can... I can't think of what they're called, but they're, they can eat it. It's like a little treat. And it's a lot easier. You don't get the messiness of the Frontline on their coat, but we already spent like $80 on it. So we're not I'm just going to not use it. So anyway, the Frontline will help. And then also just really just checking him. You know, if you get those ticks off within the first 48 hours, they don't have time to trans trans transfer that Lyme's disease 
Um, but back to his gear, we are using the Rough War Palisades pack. It does come with a water bladder on either side. We're not bringing that because of the amount of water that's there. And then we do have his own little like water bowl for him and we'll carry some water, you know, if by chance there's not water for him. Uh, one of the other reasons that we do have him on a leash, I mean, besides the obvious, like him not running away or jumping on people, getting in a fight with another dog is actually to not eat anything he shouldn't be eating. And then also, um, if he drinks that like standing water and stuff that actually would make them sick if it had, you know, stuff growing on it, whatever that you got to be really careful that as a pet owner. So we want to be, be very cognizant of that. And we actually made our own leash for him out of rope because we wanted to have it customizable to two different lengths and then have it be really lightweight. So we actually went to Menards and bought this. I don't know what, thickness of rope it's it like was. a paracord rope and wrapped it in like got some electrical, electrical tape, tape and, and got the clip and everything like that it, it looks hold, pretty good yeah i mean it, it matches his gear so <laughs> <laughs> that, that's one of the the parameters you know to make sure that it matches up with him yeah and then for a rain gear since he doesn't have a lot of hair he's not like um, a husky or anything like that he's very thin hair we got him well our uh, my mother-in-law jake's mom got him not one but two different sizes of puffies so he could try to see what fit his body best she spoils him i honestly i think he got more gear than uh both amy and i combined <laughs> which is kind of ridiculous sure. yeah and that's same true with our our lab as well yeah and then we bought him the the rain it's the if you look on the rain index on rough where they have like a guide it's level four so it's like the best rain jacket you can get for the dog and i actually really like it because it really covers his body and that'll help cover his puffy because they do say that there are like late season like snowstorms in in you know along the appalachian trail where we'll be at so we want to be ready when if when and if those things happen that we're not just oh my gosh what are we going to do so yes our packs are heavier now but they'll be lighter once summer hits so that's a positive yeah yeah for sure and uh one of the pieces of gear that you know sammy's going to be sharing with us is our kelty tn2 tent um for the longest time amy and i when we went on backpacking trips with our lab uh pippy you know we did the tarp tent rainbow single we honestly thought it was a two-person tent and we're like oh it, i it, forgot it, i had it years it, before <laughs> i met jake and i forgot I, I mean it fit us perfectly fine um you know throw a dog in the mix i'm like yeah it's a little snug you know on the hot hot muggy days you know kind of get a little, little bit tougher to sleep in and everything like that but nothing out of the ordinary so we kind of wanted to splurge a little bit, get ourselves a two-person tent so we're not, uh, you know, well, packed but the in like reason, sardines. The reason we decided to upgrade to the two-person tent is because we actually endured a horrific storm in Theodore Roosevelt. And I emailed Tarp Tent and I said, you guys, your tent actually did amazing in the 100-mile-an-hour winds. I was very pleasantly surprised. And they said, oh, wow. I'm really impressed you fit two people in the rainbow single. And because I just said like the rainbow and I sent a picture of it and saying like, you know, with the dirt ever all over it and everything in the Badlands of Theodore Roosevelt. And so anyway, we had a good chuckle over that and then decided to upgrade to the Kel TTN too. And 
The cool thing about it is it has, you can roll actually from the inside of your tent, you can roll up the rain fly and stargaze. So it's very romantic as well. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, another one of the kind of luxury shared items that we brought is a deck of cards. So we actually cut it in half, uh, just kind of cut down on weight, but we learned how to, well, I relearned how to play cribbage this over this, New Year's. Oh, this New Year's and just absolutely had a blast with it. So we figured we're going to have kind of a nonstop cribbage match going between us uh, when we get bored or if we're rained out and, you know, stuck in the tent or anything like that. Um, but I, I think we'll, we're going to have a blast with that. Yeah, and then the first aid kit is another shared item. We actually are certified now in Wilderness First Aid and CPR, and we just took that class uh, beginning of February from Knowles. And very good class. I feel like the hands-on aspect was fantastic. So we feel a lot more prepared, not just for ourselves, but to help anyone else if anything happens. There's not just through hikers on this trail. There are section hikers and then day hikers as well. So who knows what could happen, but we could hopefully have, you know, if something did happen, be able to help and, and provide assistance. So with that, we have a first aid kit. It is is more robust than most likely than what most people are taking. We do have a not a little bit of everything, but a little bit of a good amount of stuff, um, depending on what may come, uh, what happen, what we could come across. We yeah, would be set. Yeah, and there's a lot of different things within that first aid kit that you can use for multiple things. I mean, it's all about how many things that. You, you can utilize for different applications. It's not just, exactly. you know, oh, you can only use it for this. No, it can be used for seven different things. And and that was one of the cool things in the class of just thinking creatively, you know, to be able to help someone out, you know, in a time of need. Because you really want to be able to stabilize that person, get it to where they can get the, the paramedics, you know, where they have to get med flight in or, or whatever the situation is. But if you ever get a chance, definitely do a Knowles. Yeah. Um, first aid training and, and we definitely are going to be looking into the future of what other classes they 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 have to offer absolutely and we are in the process of actually working on a blog that is going to detail exactly the gear we brought and the multifunctionality of that gear one of the things we did not talk about that we did bring for sammy is a three-quarter length foam mat and that's for him because if you don't have a mat, you lose all your body heat to the ground. So you need to have something to lay on. And yes, he'll be cuddling with us anyway, but we wanted to make sure he did have his own mat. But also then we can actually use that for stretching and to do yoga and our sit mats during the day as well. Because it's long enough that you can have two people sit on it. So three purposes, which worked really well. Hey everyone, just wanted to take a moment to talk about Sawyer Permethrin Fabric Treatment. Sawyer Permethrin Fabric Treatment for clothing, gear, and tents is effective as 100% DEET while providing a fantastic odorless barrier of protection that actually kills ticks, mosquitoes, and more than 55 other insects and doesn't harm your gear or garments. A single application of permethrin lasts for six weeks or six washings. The Sawyer Permethrin Fabric Treatment is super easy to apply and can even be applied directly to dogs. On dogs, it protects against mosquitoes and fleas for up to 35 days and ticks for up to 6 weeks. Check out Sawyer's website for more info at Sawyer.com. Trail magic is not something we really hear about here in the Midwest. 
but on the Appalachian Trail, it's super prevalent. As we've been doing all of our research, we've been hearing a ton about trail magic. And essentially what it is, is people helping other people out of the goodness of their heart without expecting anything else in return. Yeah, like how cool is that, you know, that, you know, you're you're on, on the trail and you look like you, you need something, a little pick-me-up, a little motivation. Um, you and know, all of a sudden you come across a cooler that has Dr. Pepper or Gatorade and like granola bars and people shared some of those stories and how they were like in tears because they were like, I really needed a Dr. Pepper. <laughs> yeah, so, so stuff like that, that is absolutely awesome and you know, we know we're going to end up receiving some. And, and actually, just from uh, chatting with other people on forums, Amy A met up with... Uh, uh, this gal's name is Jessica, and I'm so, so excited to meet her. She seems like a really cool gal. And we were just talking. She would commented on one of our posts and saying, oh, I'm so happy for you guys, and we're in the Smokies. If you need anything, you know, let us know, and, and yada, yada. Well, anyway, we ended up messaging back and forth. And I said, yeah, I'm actually really concerned about this section. Like, we have our dog, and we're not really sure where to kennel him. Like, do you have anything to recommend? And she ended up volunteering to actually take Sammy for us and dog sit him while we're doing the Smokies. And also to um, where we can send our food, our resupply box, for when we start and in the middle and finish um, to her. And she'll, like, bring it to us. And that's really awesome because otherwise it's called, you know, Smokies is called the 100-mile wilderness, which is actually 78 miles. But they call it the 100-mile wilderness in the BMT um lengths and it's it's a hard section it's very remote and I was worried about that not just for all the food we'd have to carry to get through that it's like a eight day seven eight day uh trip um but also I was worried about Sammy so to have that help and support without any expectation for anything in return is so rare and so we're um, think, trying to think creatively of how uh, we're going to give back, you know, for that, but also then to share in that trail magic to other people. Yeah, yeah. And, and honestly, the way that we're going to be able to give back, you know, we have allocated some funding to be able to give back, you know, to the community of hikers and through hikers who have yeah, get, who... Get given so much. And we just want to be able to return the favor. Um, and we're not sure what that looks like or how it's going to be, but we definitely are going to be doing something. Yeah. We, we've allocated funding to do this. We just don't know what it's going to look like yet. So then when we get there and experience things, we can be like, Oh, that's, that's the way that's how we can give back. So it'll be kind of fun to see how that works its, itself out. Yeah. Yeah. And that really kind of segues into the finances. finances and you know what it really takes to do it through hike on financially. Um, you know, Amy and I have both, quit our jobs um it, it was very difficult to do that i mean we both had awesome jobs and bosses and really good companies that we really, really good companies in our community and really kind of what it whatever it takes you know to be able to do it we're just finally in the position where we're able to do that you know we're officially debt free we're close on our house here in a couple of days and packing up moving getting ready for the through hike and you know the finances that's one big thing and that's one reason why a lot of people they can't yeah they can't, drop can't, out they, they yeah. can't continue or they drop out they just don't have any money to be able to finish through so we really budgeted for that uh we saved 19 uh, nine, not 19,000 <laughs> luxury that'd, trip that'd be luxury you know we took ubers the entire way yeah um no it's uh 9,000 for two people to include a dog and health care yeah and so 
from what we've heard from what other people say who have done through hikes on average the through hiker spends a thousand dollars a month we thought that that was astronomical and we're like absolutely not i bet we can get do it for less and so we we now again we haven't done the through hike so this is an estimate we have budgeted we did write a blog about exactly what we budgeted for and how much we budgeted for since we've done that post we have tweaked it we increased um the amount of like gas for like our stove because we decided to do the jet boil versus what we initially had wanted to do we added more for hostels because after doing further research it was a little bit more expensive than we thought it was going to be and we did want to be able to have that break and respite to have a zero day really recover and, and go strong the next day we also increased some funding for uh, restaurants but then we divided it out a little bit so we could have jake really wanted beef jerky and then we wanted some fresh fruits and veggies when we're in town so that's kind of what we allocated per month we're actually using a budgeting app to do this so of the nine we of the nine k we saved that includes like the storage unit for our, our um stuff we have here that'll be you know, in storage when we're gone, our health care, everything for Sammy, you know, Pippi's food, all of our medications, all the medication, not that the dogs have all their medications, but you know, like their heartworm pill and um, the snake booster shot that Sammy had to get and Pippi had to get her rabies shot updated and Sammy's going to need his rabies shot in July, you know, because his, I think he was just given like a year one, but all these things and you have to think about all of these things and it's so many, you don't realize how complicated that your life is until you actually like budget it out. And then you're like, oh, I didn't even think about this. Like when this, this comes up, like yeah, earbuds I, or TP or. Yeah, exactly. On top of selling a house. So that's just the, the other curveball aspect, you know, that we were planning for. Well, yeah, we don't even feel like we're out of debt because once we got out of debt last month, all the rest of our money has been going into into savings for this trip and we've been saving for it you know since we decided to do it in, in around thanksgiving but we've really been even more diligent you know the closer we've been getting um to to actually leaving but it's it's been really interesting to just see what the numbers are looking like now that we're closer to doing it so again of course it's going to change but our goal would be to come in under budget by the time we're done uh, but for example with our food we um per person including shipping it's 750 per day per person including shipping so that's important to note because does that include sammy no that does not include sammy i'd have to do the calculations to see we actually got a steal on because we bought on the um when you buy like however many months in a row you get like a discount so we bought like two months in a row because we planned ahead so we got like saved like eighty dollars on his food between three bags uh either way we, his food is is we got it for a pretty good price but i could figure that out and write it down for you guys if anyone asks and wants to know message me i'll, I'll let you know once i run the numbers but for jake and i it's seven dollars and fifty cents per day that's two thousand calories um, a day but to get that in town and get good nutrition I mean that includes like the vitamins and everything and I think that'd be really hard to actually do yeah, and it's quality you know nutrition and food that we're putting in our body you know we're not you know filling ourselves up with Cheetos and honey buns just empty calories and you know burning ourselves out you know we actually got some 
cal food that I'm looking forward to that is calorie dense. Yeah, exactly. And that's going to rejuvenate our body so we're able to go and do the next section and the next section and the next section after that. But the um, uh, we did allocate for like some treats. Um, I mean, like if we wanted to get a Snickers bar or, you know, if we wanted to do something like that, we could do that as well. Also, if we do find that we're low on calories um, or fat, maybe we didn't have enough fat in our diet that we could get, you know, peanut butter packs or something like that if we needed to. So we did um, allocate for that as well. So anyway, we do have a blog post that we'll have in the show notes um, that fully details our budget and how we've decided to allocate for this trip and what categories if you want to use that for reference if you're looking to do a through hike but we will have for sure when we're done a follow-up blog post about what we actually spent because i a lot of people have said oh you need to stay in in a hostel at least once a week i'm like they're like 30 bucks a night two people and then it's another 45 bucks for a dog i'm like that adds up really quickly and we weren't willing to do that that's why we decided to get the tent that's going to be accommodating for two people and a dog so we wouldn't have to pay extra to you know stay in hostels plus have a dog we're just going to stay in a hotel that allows dogs and doesn't cost extra yeah so that in a nutshell wraps up episode, episode two, two. <laughs> heck yeah that getting that in the books it's definitely a process and Glad you guys were here to join us, but till next time, happy trails and catch you guys later. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to our channel and write a review on Apple Podcasts, Anchor, or wherever you listen to your podcasts.